0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 23. Before we get to that, I want to make a quick plug that as we head toward the end of the year, just a reminder that this ministry is funded by donors like you who are generous with their support and want to invest in a ministry that is standing firmly on the Word of God and being bold with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to help out, you can find out how in the announcements at the end of each of these podcasts. Just. Listen to Terry, and she'll tell you how to do that. This is the time of year when people are trying to figure out how much they need to give away for tax purposes, or they're making year-end donation plans. We're around Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we would certainly like to be considered among the non-profit, tax-deductible, gift-receiving Christian ministries that you consider supporting. So just in yesterday's text, Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Boom. Great confession. Right on, Peter. Let's see what comes after that. Verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. So when it says from that time, Jesus is now turning away from his ministry to the Gentiles. Remember, he came originally for the lost children of the house of Israel, the Jews, and then he turned away from the Jews because they were rejecting him and his ministry extended to the Gentiles, and now he's turning his ministry from the Gentiles toward Jerusalem. Now it's time for Jesus to head to Jerusalem to hang on the cross. Of course, his disciples don't understand this yet, and we're going to see that in a second. Verse 22, And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Remember, Peter is the disciple here. Jesus is the mentor or the master or the Lord. And here's Peter, the disciple, rebuking the master and telling him what he's not going to do and what's not going to happen to him. Just yesterday, I mentioned that there's no way when Peter made that true confession of who Jesus was, there's no way that he totally understood how this was going to play out. And this is more evidence to that end. Verse 22, 3, but Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So there's Peter, the only person besides Jesus to walk on water and it's got to be one of the few people, if not the only person to have Jesus call him Satan. Actually, I think maybe Jesus wasn't calling Peter Satan, but he was acknowledging that Peter was being influenced by Satan because Peter was setting his mind on the things of man rather than on the things of God. So Jesus has, to Go to the cross. The price for sin has to be paid. God must judge and punish sin. And the way that He orchestrated for that to happen is for the sin of those who would trust Christ to be placed on Christ so that when He went to the cross, that sin could be punished justly with the punishment for sin, which is death, not just physical death, but spiritual death or separation from God. The penalty for sin had to be paid. And Jesus, the only perfect person who lived without sin, had to pay the penalty. At this point, this makes no sense to Peter. And to his credit, I, one of the reasons I love Peter is because he just says what's on his mind. He says, that's not going to happen to you, Lord. I'm never going to let that happen to you. You're not going to go and be killed and suffer at the hands of the scribes and Pharisees and then on the third day rise? What the heck's that about? Not going to let it happen. But Jesus exposes in Peter what is often so true in us. We have our minds set on the things of man rather than on the things of God. Just got the final verdict this morning from a young man who is going to play basketball for us that yes, indeed, it's not just his meniscus that was torn horn in an injury, which would have been a few weeks of rehabilitation. He'd been back on the floor with us, but it was his ACL and he's out for the season. It's sad. It doesn't compare at all to what Jesus went through, obviously, or even the hardships that many of you go through each day, but it would have been easy for me or any of the other players or parents to say, this can't happen. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. But we trust that despite this outcome that we'd rather not see for this young man, God is at work orchestrating his plan for the young man good. To his credit, despite the fact that this is disappointing and sad, he's able to acknowledge that God is sovereign and good in the midst of this hard circumstance. I know another person whose wife is struggling with COVID right now, hospitalized, it would be easy to say, God, this isn't the way it's supposed to go down. And every one of us can insert our own hardship or a circumstance that we'd rather not have going on in our lives right now. Just like Peter couldn't fathom his friend and his mentor, his master, his rabbi, Jesus Christ, suffering at the hand of these scoundrels, these scribes and Pharisees and dying. Jesus says, Peter, just because it's uncomfortable to consider, just because you think it would be a horrific outcome, doesn't mean it's the wrong outcome or a bad outcome. In fact, Peter, when you talk like that in opposition to God's plan, you're being influenced by Satan and you're being a hindrance to God's plan. Friend, I don't know what you're going through, but that will preach in every one of our lives, won't it? Let's ask the Lord to set our minds on the things of God rather than on the things of. Lord, would you help us to have a godly perspective, especially in hardship? It's so easy to lose perspective, lose faith when things in life aren't going the way that we want them to. Would you allow us the ability to supernaturally trust you in the midst of hard times, believing that you're carrying out the very best for us? Lord, thank you especially for sending Jesus to suffer at the hand of the Pharisees and the scribes, to die and eventually to rise again, so that through faith in him, we could be clothed in Christ's righteousness and accepted by by you as holy and blameless, despite the fact that we're sinful, so that no matter how hard, how bad it gets in this life, we get to spend eternity with you through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30 minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit IssuesIFace.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.